welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, as always, presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. Uh, Scentlock has for a long time been in high regards for their whitetail hunting apparel, um, and they have just furthered that in their BE1 series. Uh, so I am a, a huge fan of the BE1 series as a toolkit to get you all the way through uh, early season into the late season. Um, they're, what really sets Scentlock apart is their carbon technology for maximum odor absorption. You guys absolutely have to go check them out. Give them a try because they are phenomenal. I have a good friend of mine, a uh, popular voice in the bow hunting world. Dave, how are you, man? Good. How you doing? Man, I am absolutely finer than frog hair. We've got Dave Thomas from Bowhunter Planet. Um, if you're not familiar with Bowhunter Planet, get out from underneath your rock and uh, check them out. Dave, what's up, man? Not much. Just been, uh, we've just been uh, busy just trying to um, get some shows done and work on uh, new projects. I actually just finished um, The History of Fred Bear, which is uh, a dramatic piece that I was really excited to work on a few years back with inside archery and bear archery together. And then this year I decided to renew it, um, and kind of redo it a little bit to make it more video integrated and go back and find a lot more old photos of Fred bear and, uh, video content. Um, so I went back, redid the piece, uh, and just relaunched it yesterday. So I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to do very well this time around and hopefully, people get something from it and learn a little bit about Fred bear and his history. Cause it's just so important to our, to what we're doing today. Where can they find it at? Uh, they can find it uh, on our bow hunter plant YouTube page. You can listen to it. I will, uh, I think you will see it on carbon TV coming up. You'll see it on iTunes and um, I will, you will see like small s pieces of it uh, throughout the social media platforms, like kind of quick cuts on reels and things like that. Just trying to generate people to know it's there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Can't wait to watch it. Um, walk me through what's been going on lately at Bowhunter Planet. Yeah. So we, we've been uh, just trying to find, so, you know, we've doing our test lab series is normal. That's a, a show that we've been doing for a long time since like Oh nine. And in that show, we kind of do bow reviews for all the different brands. And um, the thing about that show though, is it slows down when you get to a certain point, because obviously all the new bows have come out and then all of a sudden there's no more content when it comes to that. So we changed over to these TikTok concepts with reels and shorts in the meantime, where we're filling in gaps of time. And that's been a lot of fun because basically I've been just taking broadheads and destroying them and breaking things, showing people things like, you know, the uh, uh, Garmin Zero site that some people have never seen or the Burris uh, Oracle, like just things that people aren't really used to seeing normally, especially on TikTok, because TikTok's platform is like a lot of newbies. And it's very interesting. If I was to go live on TikTok, I'll get the most views out of any live platform I'm doing. But I'm also getting like 60% of those people are new to archery and interested. So very yeah. important, very, very important platform right now for our industry because it's allowing new people to, to see it. And hear yeah. It. Which that's kind of, um, what we're going to talk about is 
One of the questions that I most get asked, and and you kind of verified that it's a a hot topic or a big question for you guys as well, is getting into archery, what's a good bow to get? And so I uh, kind of wanted to just dive into Bear Archery's lineup and look at if you are a beginner just getting into bow hunting, what route do you go down? Uh, what bow should you get? Um, and, and I'm a huge proponent of, man, you do not have to, and you really shouldn't go out and drop a thousand bucks on your first bow, um, for, for several reasons, which we'll dive into, but you know, that's, that's one of the biggest questions that I get asked. And, and you said it was a hot topic question for you guys as well. So I figured we could just jump in that way. Next time we get the question, we can say, Hey, go check out episode 92 of bear Archery's hunting one-on-one podcast. And there's all your answers uh, for a detailed reason why. Um, now, TikTok, uh, let's, uh, before we jump into this, let's talk about um, the trend you've been seeing on, on social media, kind of the role social media is playing in the way the hunting industry is going currently. Um, you know, it's, I have the unique pleasure uh, because I want to reach the new hunter. Uh, this podcast is, is meant to teach and inspire. Uh, but yet, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of the old dogs in the, in the industry. Um, and maybe I shouldn't say that because then people are going to call me saying, Hey, I'm not old. Uh, but and, and they're like, well, man, I don't, you know, I don't want a bunch of 13 year old kids trying to intrude on my land and, and trying to come on my public ground and trying to, you know, all this and that. Um, so where do you see this trend kind of going? Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, uh, some of the hunters would feel that way. Unfortunately, that way is not the future of, uh, you know, of to keep the archery industry alive and keep it, you know, new people to the industry is what's needed no matter what i mean people need to be buying bows they need to be going out learning archery not only because it's going to help the industry survive uh by making money of course but uh it also is going to help with the idea of heritage uh and keeping to what fred bear wanted to happen which was to keep that trend of new beginners getting out there learning to hunt um we shouldn't be in the position to uh, be upset by more hunters hitting the field. We should, we should cherish that and try to help where we can um, and invite more people to hunt your lands. I know that sounds crazy. I know it, but the thing is, is that when you think of what you've accomplished as a hunter on your own lands and what you've been able to do now, think about it in the sense of, wouldn't it be like an awesome experience to see someone get a deer that's never gotten a deer on that land or like to be with somebody and like watch them, you know, have that success that maybe you've had throughout the years. And, um, and I say that because when you think of like the industry, when you talk about, you know, these, what we would consider pros or TV personalities have all this land and huge amounts of land and huge bucks every year they're shooting. Is it really important that they shoot a big buck every year? Like maybe, Maybe better take someone out and let a, a fan shoot a deer on your land. You know, I'm just saying like, but I think those are the things that need to happen. People get too locked up in this land idea that they own this land. No one can be on my land. It's all my land, blah, blah, blah. It's me, 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 me. But really we need to think about what can we do for others that not just need our help, but like people who want to learn to hunt. Like if there's somebody, a friend to a friend who's like, Hey, I really want to learn to hunt. Do you know where I can go? Maybe say, you know what, come with me. I'll take you out and show you some things. And, you know, if we see deer, you can shoot it, right? I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get that you put in time and effort to get a big buck. But at the same time, do you really need to get a big buck every single year? Or is it maybe an option to let someone else, you know, cherish that moment? Yeah. Now, here's my biggest thing behind the whole ordeal. Um, let's Let's just look at some numbers. Now, before I read these numbers off, 
do not start emailing me saying you're so off, you're so wrong. This was a quick Google search. Um, however, it at least gives us something to play with. Their last year were recorded 25 plus million deer in the United States of America. 25 million deer in the United States of America. 4.6 million licensed bow hunters. That means every licensed bow hunter would have to kill 5.43 deer a year to eliminate the deer herds. There were only 35,000 deer tags filled with archery equipment last year. Only 35,000. So out of two, out of 25 million deer, only 35,000 were killed with archery equipment last year. So wh wh what are you worried about? Like, why are you worried about your deer being gone? And, and to Dave's point, uh, I, I make it my goal to not only get my kids involved in archery, to get, you know, youth from my town involved in archery, but why not take them on my land and say, man, I really need some does killed out of here. Um, would you mind shooting a doe? And I promise you a 13 year old boy who's never shot a deer before is going to be perfectly ecstatic with a, a doe. He's not going to say, well, man, I really wanted a buck. Um, he'll be perfectly happy with a doe or better yet. Hey, I've got these management deer that I really need killed. Um, and, and some of them would be phenomenal for a kid's first deer. Would you, would you help me kill these bucks? Um, and, and so now, now not only are you taking a kid and getting them involved in archery and getting them going in archery, you're also improving the herd on your land and improving the herd nationwide. Um, and so uh, to, those, to those old heads who are like, man, I don't want them taking all my deer. There's 25 plus million in the U.S. What are you worried about? You know what I mean? Yep, no, I hear you. And, and, and another thing I just Googled real quick while you're saying that I was thinking about is deer car collisions, right? And it said that oh, Lord. every year over 1 million deer get hit by cars, causing over a billion dollars in property damage and 200 fatalities each year. Um, there is a 1 in 116 chance of hitting a deer with a car in the United States. And in Michigan alone, there's 50,000 a year. So that's more than the harvest that you know we talked about alone, yeah. just in car accidents. So now I pulled archery deer. numbers, a lot more deer were killed with rifles. I understand that. Yeah. And again, these numbers aren't exact. I know that. I mean, Google knows that Google will tell you that this is not exact. Um, and I didn't do a lot of time researching this, you know, I didn't, but it's still enough to show, Hey, what are you worried about? Um, because there's far more deer in the United States than we will ever kill. And in fact, we need new hunters to help us manage the populations. We need new hunters to help us uh, get populations in check for healthy uh, populations to continue to grow. Now, I, I was just curious because that's something that I'm kind of, I'm not personally torn between, but uh, the crowds that I run with kind of try to tear me between um, because, you know, I'm part of that new age, try to get kids involved in hunting. And then you're involved with, you know, the crowd that runs, with Pope and young, who's 80 years old and plus, And they're like, man, these kids are intruding on public ground, blah, blah, blah. Now let's dive into kids bows. But before we do, let me give a quick thank you to my friends over at minus 33 Merino wool. I'm a huge fan of Merino wool for several reasons. Um, if you're not familiar with Merino wool, um, it has some incredible properties that every hunter should use um, moisture wicking. Uh, it doesn't hold odor. Um, it's fire retardant. It holds its warmth. Even when it's wet, I could go on and on. 
that and it's not old it's not itchy and thick and and nasty like it used to be it's soft it's it's incredible against the skin um and minus 33 does it really well so i would say that if you're if you're looking for new merino wool or if you want to start exploring that world go check out minus 33 because they are phenomenal i wear it every day um not even not even when i'm hunting not even just in the winter i wear merino wool every single day and it's all from minus 33 dave jump into bows man what's uh what age bracket would you say um or, or what are the what are the what, what's the word i'm looking for here what are the uh categories that you say this question most comes from uh main, mainly uh, compound bow but you know we there was a comment the other day one of the cool things about tiktok is the ability to take people's comments and reply to them in a video manner so there was one where the guy replied to uh another guy another hunter uh, replied to somebody about somebody was complaining because ki- you know kids were shooting deer with the crossbow or something you know and i and I, you know, I couldn't help to jump in on it just because it just it infuriates me. But uh, to get a kid outside shooting a deer with a crossbow at seven, eight years old is amazing uh, because number one, it's going to build them internally that, you know, this is a cool thing. This is fun. I want to go hunt, blah, blah, blah. I mean, my child, my children have done this at this age at seven. And because of crossbows, they're able to, of course, if they were using a compound, it wouldn't be possible. Um, but it allowed them to start much earlier than even myself, who started around the age of 12, maybe shooting bows when I was around the age of eight, but I could never hunt until I was 12 or 14. I can't remember what the number was. But now with the new uh, laws in Michigan, specifically, you can, a kid can hunt at any age. It's up to the parent with the, as long as they go with them, a apprentice type program, they call it anyway, or mentor or apprentice, one of the two. Anyway, they, uh, so anyway, so when we talk about the TikTok specific questions about, you know, what's a good entry level and, you know, what do I have to do not to spend a ton of money? You know, Bear Archery always comes to mind for me, number one, because it's just, there's only a couple of brands that do this, but Bear's like dominant when it comes to price points. So they yeah, have like 100%. everything you can imagine all the way through. So this is why it's, it's always an easy sell when we talk about bear because they have such a variety and it's not uncommon because again, if we go back to the Fred bear episode, I just released, that's what Fred wanted to do. And, and bear talks about that inside that podcast or episode, whatever you want to call it. And they talk about, they tried to hold to that by holding their prices as low as they could and not try to hit that top, top threshold um, because they wanted to get more archers involved. And that's, again, you know, that's, that's one thing I love about the bear archery company is that they're holding to what their founder wanted. And that it's really important. Now, for me, this year, the last two years, this legit has been, in my opinion, the great middle bow, especially for someone who is maybe 13 and up. It could go lower. Don't get me wrong. My my uh, my uh, 10-year-old can shoot it as well. But I would say for uh, anybody who's 13 and up, this bow is going to be a perfect bow from like literally 13 to 21 maybe it could go to me right now i mean i could use it right now so technically you could just keep it all the way through or if it's your first phone it doesn't matter your age might be a good option too because it's only around 450 dollars and it's going to come ready to hunt which is a, a big deal and i think people don't realize what accessories cost uh and for them to give you a quiver a sight a stabilizer and a rest uh to get going as long as well as d loop and a peep uh to get this thing off the ground that's gonna save you a ton of money but um 
Yeah. So they have a lot in that area. You know, the species EV is 450 as well. So it's another option ready to hunt. That's a single cambo. Uh, and the difference is for those who don't know is a single cambo is going to be a little bit smoother, but it's not going to hit as hard uh, in my opinion as a dual cambo. So from what we've seen over the years, that's just how it's kind of come out, but there are those options. Now the legit will go 14 to 30 inches of draw. So if you don't know your draw, go to a pro shop to find out. Uh, but the species EV will go 23.5 to 30.5. So just keep that in mind, depending on your, what your draw length is, but a lot of good options there. Yeah, no, we, um, man, the legit is something that truly blows my mind. Um, like I ordered one for my wife and that's what she's shooting. And the fact, like she's had bows in the past and a, they look cheap and junky. They look like little kids toy bows the legit looks a whole lot like a i mean a a flagship bow you see it and you're like man that's a good looking bow um i i like that for two reasons um a i i mean i like aesthetically pleasing bows but b you know my son doesn't want to shoot a a quote-unquote little kid bow he wants to be like man this is like dad's bow you know um this this looks like dad's bow um and and the legit really does that well It, it makes people proud of what they shoot if in my opinion um you know nobody's like oh here's my bow i mean it's a bow that anybody would be proud to say this is my bow it looks fantastic um but you know i've shot some of her bows in the past and eh you know uh but the legit performs incredible for what it is um for for the for the bow that it is it performs incredible um and, and the fact that literally I can crank it down for my for my five year old to shoot, and then I can crank it up and I can hunt with it. Like I didn't say shoot it; I could literally hunt with this bow. And in fact, yep. if I travel for a big hunt, um, I I will set her bow up at my specs just for a backup bow in the truck um, because I, I have full faith in it. Um, and I actually am working on a project where we're getting eight veterans um, bows and we're going to surprise them with these bows and, uh, and they don't know they're coming. And we looked at all different bow companies. What bows should we get? What bow will be great for them without knowing their draw length and, and their, their ability to pull what weights, how do we do this? And we all landed on the legit and we're like, well, this will literally work for any veteran we can find and they can hunt with it. They can shoot in the backyard. They can do anything they want to do. Man, it's it's hard to find a bow that your 10-year-old can shoot and that you could take on a backcountry moose hunt, but the legit does it. And like you said, 450 bucks and you're 100% ready to go other than arrows. 450 yeah. bucks, you need arrows and you're good to go. Um that's just a phenomenal entry level price. And it gets you in the door, it gets you hunting, it gets you shooting, it gets you, you know, headed in the right direction and there's really no need to spend a whole lot more than that. No, I agree. And and then when you, when we talk about, I just, I was writing some numbers down because I wanted to make sure I get this right for you guys. But so the one bow that's been around with bear for a long time, and I actually talked to bear about this the other day and, and they brought, and they said, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's the cruiser G2. So the cruiser mm-hmm. G2 is a bow that is synonymous w- with bear. It's been around. I can't even think of how long, but it, it they're not going to get rid of it because it fits a mold. And I'll, I'll explain that here in a second. So my father-in-law, um, Kevin, who actually is part owner of Boner Plant as well, uh, he shot his first buck ever um, with a bow with a Cruiser G2. And he did it at the age of 68 or whatever he is, you know, a couple years, this is a couple years ago, two years ago. And um, 
I remember I was talking about it because it was just such a, a magical thing for him, but also that bow having such variety and, and diversity that you could do so much with it. Now the G2, this is where the G2 shines compared to legit. And it comes to me, it, this is before the legit. So now he would shoot like, let's say the legit, he'd be good to go. No problem. But let's talk about the difference here. The price is identical. So you're probably thinking like, well, I'll just get the legit, but it depends on who's shooting it. So like I said before about the age, right? Mm -hmm. If your child, and I say child because it's about the weight, the G2 is 3.1 pounds. The legit yeah. is 3.8. There is a difference and you will feel it. Uh, yes. If you're not used to holding your arm out, you're not, you're going to feel a difference. So the other difference on the G2 is it goes down to 12 inches of draw length compared to 14 of the legit. So again, depending on the child, the G2 might be the way to go because you could start at 10 or nine or eight, and that could go all the way to 21 or higher, like Kevin's age, right? 68 technically. Yeah. So depending on what you want to do, do I think the legit looks better? Yes. Do I think the legit is more aesthetic and like, yeah, I agree. I think it looks bad bones. Right. But mm -hmm. with that look comes a little bit more weight and a little bit different system. And, you know, in order for them to get that look, it's a little bit different. That legit will go down to 10 pounds and the G2 will go down to five pounds. So just keep that in mind with draw weights as well. So depending on if, you, if you're used to doing it or not used to do it, this is just some things to think about, you know, before you buy it. Now I mentioned, I mentioned 450 ready to hunt package out the door. You're good to go. Um, I didn't even think about, they have a legit ready to hunt extra. And what that is, is that is everything that you need in one box. Uh, so that comes with your arrows that comes with your broadheads that comes with your release that comes with every, literally everything that you need to walk out and hunt right now. Um, and, and that bow, that, that entire package is 569 bucks. Um, and you can find deals on, you know, around Christmas time, head to Academy, head to, head to Dick's, head to Cabela's, whatever. Um, but that's everything you need to walk out the door and shoot a whitetail right now for 569 bucks. Um, now, what would you say is the age bracket, like specific, would you say the most questions you get are, Hey, my 10 year old son, or, Hey, I'm an adult onset hunter. What bow should I get? Um, where does that kind of fall most in there for you for the questions rolling? Yeah. In? Most of the people that are, are chiming are teenagers and up. So I would say they're adults in the sense that, you know, 16 to 30 is probably the range on TikTok I'm seeing that are asking the question. So the majority yeah. of them would fit into legit the best, but I agree with you on this extra concept, because like, if you think about it, the extra, so the regular legit is 450, the extra is 569. And you know, there's obviously tax and stuff, but let's just say that's a, like a $110 difference. And um, if you, well, maybe 120, so $120 difference, but you're getting the arrows and you're getting broadheads, the tips and the release for 120 bucks. That's a steal. So just yeah. so you're aware, if you're not, if you're like, Hey, is that worth it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That can 100%. be very expensive to buy those separately. So the only thing left, you would need some sort of target, you know, to shoot at, to learn to shoot. Uh, that's about it. I can think of and not, not, you know, there's obviously hunting clothes. That's a whole different uh, thing. Right. But there's, you know, but either way, if you're in a ground blind, you could get a ground blind. You don't need to put out those clothes on. You can wear blackout black hoodie yeah. that way. So, but yeah, the age range, I would say anywhere between 16 and, and 30 for, for the TikTok people asking the question. Yeah. Yeah. Now mom's dads, uh, I get the question a whole lot. What bow should I get my kid? Like, um, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, let's start 
at the Pathfinder. So the younger the kid, um, that Pathfinder is going to be a really good option for you. It's really just going to give them the option to, you know, grip it and rip it and uh, and have a good time doing it. Um, so the Pathfinder is going to be a really good option. And then you can kind of work yourself up to the Royale, um, which would be, you know, really good for seven, eight, nine, ten. But but they're not going to want to grow with that bow. Um, they're not, you know, they're not going to carry that into hunting. Um, now, the reason that I point so many people to the legit is I can start my 10-year-old daughter out with that right now, and I never have to change her bow. I never have to move her from from a different bow. Um, as she grows, I can change that those draw links out. I can crank the poundage down. That goes to that goes to thirty inch draw and seventy pounds. So that yep. is that's a grown man, a big grown man shooting this bow. Um, so that's why this is such a phenomenal starter bow because kids grow at such a rapid pace that if you try to buy them a bow uh, that's going to fit that specific size you're gonna buy a bow every year um for a kid uh or you can get something like the legit and that can grow with them um but also uh if you've got three kids buying three new bows can get rather pricey um and so the 450 dollars legit package all three of my kids can shoot that so i can take literally two and a half minutes to change the draw links and next kids up ready to shoot and it's not even two and a half minutes. It's about a minute and a half. I can change it in about a minute and a half. Next kid's up to shoot. We were at Total Archery Challenge in Oklahoma. Uh, phenomenal event, by the way. Um, and and we had this family come up. And they had three boys that wanted to shoot a bow. And uh, we were we were shooting the legit. And all three boys shot the same legit. And they were, you know, ages, I don't know, five to ten maybe. Um, and all three boys shot the same legit. And between shots, they would go pull arrows. And by the time they were back, I would have it adjusted for the next kid. And he was ready to rip. Um, it's such a great bow, man, for, for families, for kids, um, for, you know, somebody who some here, here's the ideal example. I keep one legit at my house, just hanging on the hook. That way, anybody who shows up in my house and says, oh, bow hunting, I've wanted to try that. Really? You want to try it right now? I can set this up for you real quick. Um, yep. Perfect example. Yeah, the other bow you can do that with is a G2, the cruiser. Yep. So obviously, those are the two that would do that for the long term. So if you wanted to start, again, depends on the weight. So if the child can hold the 3.8, then you're better off to go with the legit, you know, for long term. But again, the G2 can do it, and it goes down to 3.1. Now, the Royale changes things because you're talking about a 2.7 pound bow. So it's a lot smaller and lighter. So that might be a reason you have to get that for your child. Uh, because they won't be able to hold the G2 at 3.1 or the legit 3.8. So just consider the numbers, uh, have the child hold the bow, see if they can hold it up, if it hurts their arm too much. Because um, there was a difference. Like my son went from, I believe, the Royale to the, um, the legit directly. So that was obviously a difference in weight. It's like another pound. So, yeah. you know, he, he knows that he's a bigger kid now. So it wasn't as big of a deal, but he did notice it, you know. So, yeah. but also... One of the cool things that Bear has done over the last few years is bring back the Fred Bear camo. And you can get both these bows in that camo, which looks so cool. So I highly recommend it. It just really brings back a lot of, a lot of cool feeling to have that camo around the industry. I love it. I love when I see it on things. They had it on the uh, tack truck last year. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really cool to see. Uh, just so exciting to see that camo again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I want to move on to a new category. 
Um, and I'll explain here in a second, but first let me give a thank you to our friends over at NZ campers. Um, I'm a big camper camper guy. Um, whether it's in the back country in a tent or whether it's in a camper with my family, I just love being out in the woods. NZ campers are custom built for hunters by hunters. Um, and they, they, other than anything else, really fit what a hunter needs. Um, you can pull your four wheelers, your side by sides right into the camper because your bunk beds fold up and then you can pull them out when you get there, unfold the bunk beds. There's some incredible features built in for hunters, boot dryers, scent free storage, bow storage, gun storage, all of these things that a hunter needs, meat storage for after the harvest. You guys absolutely have to go check out NZ Campers. That's E-N-Z-Y Campers. They are phenomenal. Um, I, I can't I can't express to you how beautifully built these things are and how functional they are for hunters. Go check them out, NZ Campers. Um, Dave. I'm checking them out. I love one, this. Yeah, I dude, love they're camping. legit. <laughs> they're legit, I'm a man. big camper, so just seeing that is pretty cool. Yeah, they're awesome, dude. Um, Where are these guys out of? Colorado. Nice. Colorado. And they make some phenomenal campers, man, for sure. That is really cool. How do you now, spell what, it? E-N-Z-Y. Campers. N-Z campers. Very cool. Yeah. No, they're awesome, man. Um, now, one question that I get, and I don't know if you get this as much as I do, but it's from that... 25 to 35 year old man um maybe they've been a rifle hunter before um and they're wanting to switch into a bow or maybe they've never hunted before and they're turning to to hunting and they want to get into bow hunting what bow should i get now again everything we've talked about up to this point the legit would still be a phenomenal option um i'm not saying it wouldn't be however yeah it comes on a price yep yeah however i tend to look at um, well, if you've been a rifle hunter before, I don't necessarily have to worry about you getting into this and not liking it and turning it around or, uh, you know, you're used to investing into hunting equipment. Um, and so let's look at maybe a midline bow. Um, let's look at something that, you know, is going to get you a little further in the hunting world. Um, and I cannot, people think I'm sales pitching this. Um, I, I really I really don't care if you believe me or not. The Alaskan is one of the best shooting bows of 2022. And I'm not just talking about the bear archery lineup. I'm talking across the board. One of the best shooting bows for 2022. And it costs 530 bucks. Yeah, 530 I I, bucks. The, the Alaskan to me was the, the bow that shines a lot. Um, when it comes to, again, you know, we talk about bear and there's not enough good stuff you can say about bear. Cause honestly, like most companies don't have a bow that's this level at that price. So I always ask people first, like, you know, they ask me, what bow should I get? Do you like this? Do you like that? Do you like this? Do you like that? I say, what do you want to spend? Cause that's the first starting point, right? If you're going to spend, if you want to spend 1200 bucks, that's what you want to spend. That's a whole different thing, right? If you want, if you, if you're conscious about what you're spending, you want a great bow bear has a ton of options here. So this is why it becomes very important to like really look at it and try to understand it. But the Alaskan is definitely the bow. Now this bow is very comparable to the resurgence. So it depends on where you're at. If you have a, this is a, so the Alaskan is a dealer exclusive. The resurgence is a pro shop bow ready to hunt. So just to give you an idea of the difference, but each bow will shoot pretty similar. They have the same specs. So if you're not close to a pro shop or something, you have the idea to go to the, you can get the resurgence as an option. 
Uh, but this bow is phenomenal. I've shot the resurgence, uh, and it shoots, like I said, it should be identical to this one as far as specs it is a great bow. And, and, uh, I definitely remember thinking like this is one of my favorite shooting bows this year. Yeah, it's, it's, cr- well, I'll tell you what kind of kicked us off. Um, Chuck Adams came to bear archery, one of the greatest of all time to ever do it. And, yeah, uh, I saw that crazy. And huh? I was talking with him and he's like, I'm shooting the Alaskan. And I'm like, really? Chuck Adams is shooting a mid-level bow. Really? And then I got to ATA and I got my hands on this bow and I had had my refine EKO for, I don't know, four months up to this point. And I'd already shot two deer with my refine and I shot the Alaskan, a $530 bow. And I looked over at the bear archery guys and I said, would you guys mind taking back my refine? Um, I want to <laughs> trade my thousand dollar bow in for this 531 yeah. because it's flat. It's a flat out shooter. Like there's no, no two bones about it. Um, and it is a phenomenal, and I love the specs. I love a 32 inch axle to axle. Absolutely yep. love it. It goes from 25.5 inch draw to 31 inch draw. So you even get a little bit of the longer draw length guys in there. Um, and down to shorter guys, it's a phenomenal I want to say starter bow, but again, I'm talking to the guys who are more in it to win it. And and I don't say that in a negative way towards the guys who get a legit, that's not what I mean whatsoever. Uh, But the guys who, you know, they're used to investing a lot of money in hunting. They're used to throwing that down. This is your, your hobby, your passion. This is what you do. Um, The, the bear Alaskan phenomenal choice or the whitetail legend pro. Um, again, great bow at 559. So about the same price point. Uh, but those two bows there are flat out shooters. And I promise you, you can stand on a line against anybody and, sh- and hang with the best of them with two quote unquote mid-level bows. Yeah. And both those bows are under four pounds. So keep that in mind. Um, most people don't realize that, but th- that's really important because most of the bows in the industry are over four, well over four, 4.2 and up. So for bear to have both those bows be under, uh, the Alaska 3.9 and this whitetail uh, hunter pro whatever at 3.8 that's pretty phenomenal to be honest so the whitetail hunter pro is a little bit shorter axle axle so if you if you want a 30 inch this would be the way to go and i know a lot of bow hunters who love short bows or tree stand hunters like myself so because you want less things to get in the way limbs around you you generally try to pick a shorter bow so for me i'd probably do the whitetail legend pro just because of that concept alone but and because i'm always in a tree stand but yeah, the Alaskan is definitely a great shooter. I have actually not shot this Alaskan Whitetail Pro. I shot the one from last year with the single cam, and that was a great bow. So this thing oh, looks yeah. amazing as well. Yeah. Um, the Whitetail Legend was the single cam. Now we have the Whitetail Legend Pro, um, which is the dual cam. Yeah, and this is uh, – so Bear keeps doing this thing, and it's it's so exciting to me. And it, it sounds stupid because it's very simple, but they keep doing these throw ba- throwback blacks, greens, tans. And basically, it's like the limbs are Fred Bear camo, and then the the riser is a color. And they're sexy. And I just think it looks so good. Like, I'm just, like, blown away every time I see it. And even if I just – if you just said to me, you have to pick one, you can't pick those, I'd still pick that Fred Bear camo because it looks phenomenal. Oh, it, it looks, looks really good. It looks absolutely incredible on a bow, man. I've got my – Like, I don't uh, think it would – I don't think it would hurt. Like I keep saying to bear, like, are you guys just going to do Fred bear camo only soon? Or <laughs> cause like, yeah. I, honestly, like I don't want any of the other camos from them. I honestly only want this camo or a solid color to me, this camo, it should not only be on these bows. It should be on uh, external accessories, external clothing. You know, like to me, this is a camo that's could be around forever and be the camo, you know? It's oh, great. absolutely, man. 
Um, it's it's fully on the refined. They've got it on the refined, um, all camo. Um, but I also I saw the the solid uh, sand color, and or I'm sorry, sand riser with um, yeah the limbs and i'm like oh my gosh it's such a good looking bow man yeah um but no you're absolutely right i've been begging i've been putting it in their ear over and over again uh for scent lock to produce a line of fred bear camo clothing um so oh, we'll see that'd be great we'll see yeah so they have like you know when we talk about bows you know, you, you talk it, again it, it always comes down to money i hate to say it but it does so if you if you want to spend the money, it just depends on what you can afford. If you say that, if you said to us right now, you're listening to this podcast and you say, I, I, that's cool. I think 600 bucks is great, but I want to spend more. Like I want to be at the top of the top. What's the best thing bear has to offer. Um, and that would be the refined EKO. And now this bow, this is actually pretty cool. I didn't notice this before. I just saw this right now when we're looking at it. They actually do feature it in Bottomland, which looks really cool. I'm not going to lie. And that's it's great. Looking. It's great looking. Yeah. It does look pretty good. Like I, I didn't see this before, so I, I might take back my other comment because this does look actually very, very good in this camo. Um, but this bow, you know, like people say to me, like, well, why would I spend that much more money? You have to remember when you talk about technology, the, the company who sells you the bow is a thousand dollars, thirteen hundred dollars, to sixteen hundred dollars, to eighteen hundred dollars nowadays. Uh, they're putting their best tech in those bows. So Bear Archery is putting their highest tech in this bow. When it comes to the new Grizz grip, it's got, you know, suppression built into the, the uh, riser. It's got, um, a, you know, it, it's just an amazing look. It's got a different cable guard. I mean, it's, it's, you're talking a different bow, a whole different bow. Now, will this shoot better than the other ones? That's all about the user, you know, personally, in my opinion, I think it's up to you. I think technically, yes, the answer would be yes, but you know, again, it depends what you're looking for and smoothness and all that. The EKO cam is very, very nice. Very nice. Now, the, now the problem that comes down to this is most guys say, well, my bow can shoot better than your bow. Um, you know, problem is you're probably not a good enough shot to even tell which bow can shoot more accurate. No, um, probably not. You know, we can, I can never shoot the difference, uh, because my wife can go out and bang arrows together with her, with her legit, um, I mean, I, I, she'll stack them in a dot at 40 for sure. Um, so could I ever shoot the difference in a bow? Probably not. Now, what I can immediately tell is it's a bit quieter. Um, it's got a bit less hand shock. Um, maybe cycle. it's, maybe it's got a smoother draw cycle. It doesn't have a big hump. Uh, it holds better at full draw. Maybe, uh, maybe when I get down on it, it just, it anchors in right there and it, and it holds on spot better. Um, there's some things that I can notice about a bow, but when it comes to the actual shooting and accuracy of a bow, most of the time I can't shoot good enough to notice the difference anyhow. Um, definitely not at 20 yards. I mean, I'll shoot I'll shoot a deer with a legit at 20 yards, and it'll die just the same as I shoot a deer with a refine at 20 yards, and it'll die. There's no difference. Um, so that's the problem where a lot of people lie, um, and that's why – that's why I push people towards the Alaskan or the Whitetail Legend Pro because it's that midline level cost, but you're going to shoot it. And you're going to go, holy crap, this thing's quiet. Holy cow, there's no hand shock. Holy cow, yeah. this thing has a smooth draw cycle. Holy cow, this thing holds steady at full draw. Holy cow, the back wall's phenomenal on this thing. You're going to find all of those things at a mid-level bow, and you can stand on the line against anybody and shoot with them. I promise. Uh, we, you know, I, we saw a guy at the, at the, 
at the uh, Total Archery Challenge shooting illegit, and he was banging arrows with the guy who had a $1,500 bow. You know, I mean, no difference. Um, yeah, the shooter's the shooter's the shooter. You're not going to change that. But, you know, it's like anything else in, in life, right? Some people got too much money. They want to spend it on – they want to spend it. So it's like if I go – if I'm a tennis player and I want the best tennis racket, I'm just going to go buy the carbon whatever tennis racket or golf club that's, you know. So I don't think it's a matter of the bow not doing what it's supposed to do. It's going to do it. It's a matter of the user and what they what they want out of the bow. If they want to just glean that they have the best, most expensive bow that Bear makes, that's cool. Like I get it and you do what you want to do your money uh but what i think you and i are saying is that look that's great but this one will work and it will work very nicely at that 100%. price but uh yeah. here's some basics of of bows that you know we can talk about that are these are generic concepts now most people will agree with it some might not but these are generic concepts the generic concepts are the longer the bore the, the bow the more accurate the shorter the brace height, the less accurate because you have to hold the bow to the arrow gets out of your shelf. So basically what that means, the distance between the grip and the string that the arrow comes off. So if you have a large brace height, the arrow comes off faster because it's going to hit an end and then shoot out of your, your uh, riser faster than if you have a shorter one, like a five inch brace, which means that the arrow has to go through that process even longer and you have to hold the bow steady longer than you would if it had a short brace height. So those are just some generic concepts. Uh, I agree with them. I have shot very accurate with longer bows over the years than I can with short bows. That's me. Now there's going to be people again out there who are just so steady with a short or long. It doesn't matter. So, but those are just kind of generic things that I've learned over the years. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, let's look at, if you don't mind, let's jump over and look at like the the setup equipment wise of a of a beginner bow and what people should look at as far as rest and sights and stabilizers um and let me just start by saying this and this is a general statement that I'll place over uh, the, the the entirety of the of the conversation when it comes into getting into archery um I am a huge proponent of keep it simple um and in fact, I am going back to keeping it simple. Um, you know, I got into chasing, um, chasing gear and, and, and overcomplicating everything about my bow setup. Um, and I'm in that process of simplifying and dumbing things down, um, myself. So there's nothing bad about shooting a simple setup. In fact, I believe there's a lot of benefit to it, especially for a beginner. Um, so let's start with sites. Uh, probably the, I mean, that's, you could go the most ways with that. Um, Trophy Ridge has two sites that I would really highly recommend you looking at uh, as far as a beginner goes. And that's the Joker at $35, which is a four pin site. Um, or they've got the driver. Uh, I'm sorry, the drive, which is a single pin site for 80 bucks. Now I get this question all the time, single pin or multi pin. That's such a personal preference deal. Um, that's such a, Maybe shoot both and see what your mind likes best. Shoot both and see what you work through best. Shoot both both and see what's the most comfortable. What's the most comfortable for you? Um, you know, because when it comes to a simplicity fact, I can make arguments for both. Well, four pins simpler because you don't have to change anything. You just pick your pin and shoot. Uh, a single pin's simpler because there's only one single pin. You just shoot. Um, so. I can make arguments for both as far as simplicity or what's better or what's worse or what's easier. Um, but at the end of the day, I would just highly recommend you to 
try them both and see which one you prefer. Uh, but those are really good to, to on both sides of things, simple starter sites. It's a simple four pin um, that you get in the Joker and it's a simple single pin that you get in the drive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, 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 I, the funny part is people, people think, uh, I actually, I just put a joker on one of my bows I'm hunting with. So just to give you an idea of what I use when I go, I, 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 am a very simple person when it comes to bow hunting. I don't want over expensive stuff on my gear. I yet understand too. It depends on the type of hunting you're doing. So for me, I go, here's, here's my hunt. I take my bow up, I pick it up. I walk to my four wheeler. I walk to a truck. I'm, I put the bow on the seat. I drive to our hunt location. I get out. I walk 60 yards through no terrain. It's just a field to get to a tree stand. And I climb up. That's my hunt. And my shots are 20, 30, 40 yards. That's it. So for me, the Joker, the Volt, the Mist, any of these, these lower cost ones are no problem. I'm not hitting any material that's going to hit a tree or a limb or anything that can break it or anything like that. Most of the time, guys out West who are hunting in rugged conditions, they're hunting in, you know, like Colorado, they're going through mountains. There's chances their boat could hit a rock or hit something. They want like a retaliator. They want something that's like two, three, four, five hundred bucks at times because they don't want any issue in the field. Um, that's what the quality when you talk about material. But when we talk about the single pin to multi-pin, like you said, um, again, it's all about preference on your vision because when you look through that site housing, is six pins going to mess you up? Is three pins going to mess you up? Cause you just don't want to make an error and pick the wrong pin. So as long as mentally you're good, you're fine. It doesn't matter which one you do, but keep in mind, a single pin is an extra step because if that deer moves out additional five, six, seven yards, you got to compensate that either by yourself or you're gonna have to move that thing, which means you have to make more movement in your stand. Now for me in Michigan, the deer are crazy. They're all over us. I don't want to move if I don't have to. So like I try to keep it to a minimum. I never use a movable site for what I do, because again, they're going to, they're going to hear me. They're going to see me. They're so skittish all the time. It's not a good idea. In fact, it happened to me a few years back. I was hunting. Uh, I was using a single pin site. I clocked the deer at 45 yards. I put, you know, the range fighter down, put a pin on, pull back, put it on the deer and fire. But by the time I actually looked down to put the, put the release on all that, that deer moved another four or five yards out. And cause it was on an angle and it was moving and I didn't realize, you know, I just didn't think of it. And so I, I actually ended up getting the deer, but the arrow went low and I would have missed, I would have missed this deer and the deer actually, because I said, they're so skittish, it actually ducked into the arrow. So messed up, but it worked out perfect. It was like, it went ducked right into the shot. Yeah. I, uh, man, again, there's, there's pluses and benefits to both. And I really don't want to walk into my setup and why, because sites are the only thing that maybe I overcomplicate uh, because I shoot a three pin slider. So you get both. Um, so, so my sites are the one complicated thing, but being though that we're talking for beginners, um, I, I, we'll, we'll kind of steer clear of my site setup for now. Um, but, but yeah, I, um, I would just highly recommend you to try both. You know, brains work in different ways. Um, people like to hunt in different ways. Uh, there's different ways to set up each site uh, to, to work for how you want to hunt. So I would just tell you that absolutely, you know, try a single pin, try a multi-pin, see what your brain likes best, but keep either one, keep keep it simple. Um, yeah. And like I said, you know, you can buy a, a simple single pin in the drive. You can buy a simple single pin in the – or a, a four pin in the joker um 
really all there is to it, you know? Um, yeah. But, but keep it simple. I think uh, personally, I, I mean, so I'll just walk through this scenario. So, you know, let's say I bought an Alaskan. Now, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably buy the resurgence ready to hunt, but that's just my opinion because it already has everything there. But let's say I bought the Alaskan. I would go to Trophy Ridge. I'd buy the Master Hunter kit. It's $120. It's going to come with a, a site, a stabilizer, a rest. It's a whisker biscuit. Love it. It's not going to give you any issues in the field once you get it dialed in. It's going to come with a wrist sling. Then what I do as I go over to, so I get that. So I have that. It's 120 bucks. Then I go to quivers and arrows and then under their quivers and arrows, I would specifically get the hex light or the versa light, whatever one has a light on. These lights are absolutely incredible. I believe the hex light has this. I'm trying to see if there's another one. No, I think there's two of them now. So the hex lights about 90 bucks. Yep. It's got LEDs in the top and the bottom. This is critical because you can actually use it as a flashlight as well. And you can see what you're doing. So this is one of the coolest parts about Trophy Ridge's uh, quivers and you get it in black, camel, or olive green. So it doesn't really matter what you get, but you know, hey, so there's 90 bucks more. You're at around $200, just over 200. The, the light one arrows. pro, the light one pro has the lights for, for 75. Save a little oh, there bit. You go. There. So there's another option. Yep. And so those, but those things right there is just, it, in my opinion, it looks like they added a new one this year. I didn't see this one. I don't know if it's new this year or not. It's called the Versa light, but there's more it's lights legit. and it looks like. It's legit. Three, yeah, three LEDs on the tie looks really nice. Best cover so, they've ever made by far. I gotta get this one. Yeah, this Light, looks great. it's lighter. It's got more adjustability. I like the way it hooks it, the the locking system for the bow a lot better. It's a phenomenal. It's it's the best quiver in the industry currently. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So yeah, so there you go, guys. I mean, that's your Alaskan. What what do we say Alaskan was? Five sixty nine. Yeah, five fifty nine, I believe. 559 so you know adding a couple hundred bucks so you're still under 900 bucks and you're pretty much fully loaded um, 529 we were off 529 yeah so there you go you're still under 900 and therefore you could add in then your target and a release and some arrows and you'll be good just to be probably around nine to a thousand but again ready to rock with a very good bow so or you get the resurgence rts uh, rth whatever you call it and uh then you can um you know, add in a couple of these few things that are not there and you still have, you know, you're, st you're still cheaper actually probably to go that way. Cause that package is a little bit less when they do as a bundle. Absolutely. And I tell every single beginner and you, you alluded to it there in the bundle. I tell every single beginner shooter, get a whisker biscuit. Absolutely. Get a whisker biscuit. I myself shoot a whisker biscuit. Um, I had this guy, this guy commented on one of my posts and uh, no, he commented on my wife's post. She was shooting. And he said, why don't you upgrade to a whisker biscuit? And I commented back, uh, I sent him a message, and it was seven dead deer um, with with my bow that all had the whisker biscuit in the picture. And I'm like, why Why do I need to upgrade? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's it's a phenomenal race. It's bulletproof. It's quiet. Yeah. It's fast. It's efficient. It's low maintenance. It's, I mean, yep. you can crawl through the field. Your arrow stays right where it's at. It is it's the best rest. Um, it tunes just as well as anything I can. I mean, I shoot bullet holes. So everybody who says, well, it doesn't tune well. Um, my bow will shoot a bullet hole right now with it. And I shoot a four fletch. I get that the most. Like it's never going to tune with a four fletch. And I'm like, well, let's shoot it through paper and see. Um, it takes off. Yeah, you're right. It does slow my bow down like two feet per second. Um, but who in the crud cares because at 30 yards that's like a point zero 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 four second difference um so it's okay that it slows it down that much um phenomenal rest and great great for beginners 
Yeah, it's it's. I carry two of them. I carry one in my. Uh, I have a little toolbox I keep on my truck, and that it's got an extra release, extra rest. It's got an extra whisker in there specifically. Um, and the cool thing about the whisker biscuit for those who want to get a little bit customized, I, I'm a big. Per- I like colors. I love color. They do have a color scheme. You can change the color on it if you wanted. So it's pretty cool uh, if you want to get your bow like specific colors. And uh, my whole thing is I just want to have fun with it. So if I buy something, it doesn't matter what it is. If I buy a controller from Xbox, I get something that's really colorful or pink or, or you know, something different. Just because I like having color schemes, I think it's fun and just makes things a little more exciting. This just in. As of this morning, Kansas now offers lifetime hunting and fishing license for children. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. Children under the age of five can acquire a license for the price of $300. Whoa. That's cheap as can be. Yeah. 300 Uh, bucks for a lifetime? My lifetime is 1,000, and I spend about 100 every year for my license. I was going to say, it's still cheap for you. Yeah. Is that where you're living, Kansas? Yeah. Dang. What's the out-of-state one for a lifetime? (laughs) Uh, You don't want to know that. I think one. I think just a year out of state's five hundred for Kansas. Yeah, I got invited to come to Kansas. Actually, somebody yeah. in the industry I know has got two thousand acres in Kansas. So eventually, I'll get there. While those between six and seven years old can get the license for a price not exceeding five hundred. Sweet. So my That's boys get awesome. a lifetime license today for three hundred bucks. If you're staying in Let's Kansas, do it. <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. Um, Dave, one thing I got to ask you, man. Uh, I ask all my guests, you've been on the show, you're familiar with the question. Fred Bear was big on his field notes. What's one field note that you can share with us uh, that will make me a better hunter? Just a quick tip that I can put in my back pocket and make myself a better hunter with. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I said in the last one, but reading deer is really important in my opinion. So when you go and you sit and watch deer all day, you can really start to understand. I, I, I actually post a video about this on our YouTube page, so go find it if you're interested. But like, you can you can read the deer to understand how they're acting and what that's going to do to your hunt. So if a deer is skittish, you definitely don't want to be taking a shot when it's alert, you know, and you might not even want to take a shot at that point because that means they're going to duck your arrow or try to duck your arrow. Not that they're going to be able to do it, but they could adjust their your hit by a couple inches. So yeah. Keep that in mind. Uh, reading deer is critical. So when they're coming in, how they're reacting, if they're looking around a ton, if they just don't look happy, if they're blowing a little bit, running, coming back, like freaking out, like you just got to be able to read it. If a deer is not paying attention, no, no care in the world, the odds are you're going to take your shots and go right through it. It's not even going to know what happened. So that's what you really want if you can. Uh, and if you can't, then you need to really think about that before you take your shot and the exact moment. So let them, let them calm down before you get all, cause I know a lot of people are freaking out too, right? Your, your heart's pounding your heart's So you got to like really get into the, you know, situation correctly and, and try to assess what is going on right now type things. So. Well, it's my pet peeve when people ask what's your effective range. And then they have one range and they're like 40 yards won't shoot past it. Won't shoot. And, and I'm like, man, effective range is really dependent on the situation. I'll launch yep. an arrow at a deer at, at 40 yards that has its head down, not a care in the world. It's eaten, um, you know, but I won't shoot a deer at 13 yards if it's been picking me out of the tree and looking back, pick me out of the tree, looking back, stomping, hoof. I mean, I won't. Um, so 
effective range is largely dependent on the situation we're in. Um, so be careful about saying, Oh, any deer that's 40 and in I'll shoot at it. Um, that's why we get wounded deer. That's why we get deer that we miss. That's why we get, because you have to be able to read the situation and understand what's going to happen when you shoot. Yeah, no, for sure. That's it. it, You got to know it. You got to know what's going to happen because like I said, that day I shot that deer, I didn't know it was going to duck. I mean, I should have known because it was skittish, but I didn't. And, uh, but it wasn't that, that wasn't the main issue. Again, the main issue is I messed up that, uh, you know, single pin scenario, but you yeah. know, but I've had other times where, man, I, I held back a bow for over five minutes. at one, one, one time, like when a deer came in and just kept running out, freaking out. And I didn't know what to do. If I let it down, it was going to see me and go. So, but these are the types of things like, I, I wish I wouldn't have drew the bow back, you know, until I knew for sure that thing was settled and relaxed before I got put in that horrible situation. And yeah, Definitely something I recommend you guys trying out there, you know, pull your bow back with an arrow or, you know, get one of those releases that don't fire or whatever, but, you know, and hold your bow as long as you can, because sometimes you get put into a position where you have to hold it for longer than you would even consider, you know, minutes, not even, I'm not talking like 30 seconds. I'm talking like minutes of holding it. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, uh, what's your biggest tip? Uh, Somebody who just reached out to you and said, I want a bow. Um, I want to get a bow. What's your biggest tip for that person as they get into bow hunting? Yeah, just research, you know, go, go online. You know, most people are doing this now, but you'd use YouTube to try to figure out what, where you want to start, figure out how much you want to spend. Um, that's spending is always number one, because you got to be able to set your goal. So set a goal, like, Hey, I want to spend 600 bucks total. I want to spend 500 bucks total. I want to spend a thousand total, 2000. You got to at least know that in your head, like, all right, this is what I can afford. And then from there, start researching what fits into those, um, those molds. And if you, if you actually go on our YouTube page, you can watch the buyer guide, 2022 buyer guide. Uh, in there, I go through all the different bows in the industry, uh, including all of bears bows in that, uh, one file. So that at least kind of hone you in on what your price is and which brands you can look into to see what fits you best as far as grip and, um, feel overall feel and price. Yeah. And I would say, uh, not past that, but I would say my tip for the new bow hunter is keep it simple. Um, when you get into archery, you can go down big rabbit holes on FOC and, and French tuning and walk back tuning and, and keep it simple. Find some arrows that shoot good. Find some arrows that you're stacking in there. Find some arrows that, that are flying good with the broadheads you want to shoot, um, and, and run with it, man. Um, you can, there's, there's a lot of rabbit holes to go down later on, but let's keep it simple. Let's get shooting. Let's get good at shooting and let's go out and enjoy hunting. Um, Have that's fun. my biggest tip. Have fun. That's the, that's, you know, so I can yeah. tell people just don't do it just to do it, do it and have fun doing it. Shoot your bow as much as you can. You know, I know people shoot a hundred shots a day. I mean, it's crazy the amount the people shoot that some of them, you know, if you can do it, it's definitely what you want to do. And I know, uh, Dylan, I know you're huge on traditional as well. So, I mean, like that's something I, uh, in starting to do this summer. So, uh, you know, my goal is to shoot, you know, 15 to 20 traditional shots every day. When I wake up, wake up, wake up, make a cup of coffee, go outside, you know, once it's a little warmer, it's coming up here soon and, you know, start letting them rip. Um, every day. Shoot that Kodiak you know, in the background there. No, no, it's going to be a super grizz. It's not going to be the Kodiak. This one, this one doesn't get shot. It's just a, it's more of a mural. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great, it's one of the best, one of the best hunting bows ever made is that Kodiak. Um, but the super grizzly as well is a phenomenal bow. Um, yeah, I try to shoot every day. Um, I try, whether it's 
two shots in the basement or 200 shots outside. I try to shoot every day, um, sometimes twice a day. What I really enjoy doing is shooting three or four shots in the basement every day, every morning, just really focusing on perfect execution of shot. Um, and then in the evening, let's go out and shoot for reps. Let's go out and shoot targets. Let's go out and shoot 3Ds. Um, let's put myself in hunting situations where I'm bent over behind a tree or around this or under that and, and uh, you know, have fun with it. And so that's kind of how I shoot. I actually, Dave, this morning walked out on my back deck with my recurve and there was a squirrel at 41 yards. And I'm like, I can shoot that. And uh, pulled back and let it rip, dude. And I torched that squirrel. And wow. I ran back in and I'm like, I got to find my rangefinder. I need to know how far that was. And it was 41 yards. And I'm like, holy crap, I did it. Dang, man. Um, Surprised it, you even used a compound. <laughs> uh, man, that was like the, that was like, so you want to talk about a, a, a morale booster and a confidence booster? It's that right there. Oh, yeah. um, and I had a guy tell me one time, he said, You want to get good at shooting a recurve, hunt small game. Um, it will make that you good sense. with a recurve, uh, because they're moving fast. You got to judge distances quick. You don't get to stop and you know, you gotta, you gotta shoot on the fly. You gotta shoot. I mean, and sure enough, man, uh, I, I shoot squirrels all the time and, uh, yeah, it, it forces me to become better. So, um, that would be a big tip for getting into traditional archery is, is shoot small game. Or, um, if you don't want to just start shooting all the rabbits in the neighborhood, I don't have a problem doing that, but, um, <laughs> get a tennis ball, just throw it wherever it lands, shoot at it. Um, yeah. that's a, that's a, I love doing that. Dave, I have a problem though. I came home yesterday and I said, babe, there's an arrow stuck in our garden right there. One of my arrows. So somebody from my neighborhood found an arrow and they're like, this is that boy down here from 620 who'd been launching the arrows in the neighborhood at squirrels. So not only did they find my arrow, but they knew where I lived and they placed it in my garden. So I'm a little worried. <laughs> well, I, I think you'd be all right. I'm a little worried, but I never shoot in the front. I've got a giant field behind my house where I, all my targets are. I never shoot out front, but I saw a squirrel out front and it was so tempting to me because I like shooting squirrels. <laughs> um, and by the time I could get a shot on it, it had crawled up a branch. And so I was shooting up at this squirrel and I killed the squirrel, but my arrow went like a thousand yards past it. And I never found the arrow. Um, that was that one. It was that one. <laughs> but I'm like, who in my neighborhood knows that this is me? And that's a bad thing that they do. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to quit signing my arrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Where can they find Bowhunter Planet and everything you got going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, so Bowhunter Planet, you can go to bowhunterplanet.com. And from there, you can get to pretty much anything. And we um, we have our test lab show on YouTube. It's our big one. Uh, you can you know go on there, check it out. We also have our podcast on um, iTunes. And you can watch the video podcast now exclusively on Carbon TV. So that's very exciting. If you want to watch these type of video episodes um, with us talking with people in the industry, it's kind of cool um and that's it so and check out our socials it's a lot of fun you know doing the socials again tiktok is just really fun for us we do a lot of quick videos and those videos generally do very well people like to watch them and they're funny and you know something to do you know and, and especially in this off season here coming up so <laughs> thanks absolutely. man absolutely guys thank you so much y'all have a great week it is turkey season so go out and do some turkey hunting as always i like sharing your success so if you kill a turkey make sure and shoot it over to me guys go check out bow hunter planet Thanks for listening. You guys have a great week. Thanks.